Hello, and welcome to People Keep Dying, the podcast where we talk about people who die. I'm your host, Stephanie. And I'm your other host, Angela. And welcome to episode 18. We're legal. (laughs) We can vote now. (laughs) Our podcast is legal and it can vote. Uh, So you can start talking dirty to it. No, actually... I'll talk dirty to my podcast. You can talk dirty to my podcast too. Leave a leave a like, a review, uh, all that fun stuff. We love it. Um, so it's the new year. Welcome to 2019. I hope that everybody had wonderful holidays. Yes. Was your holidays great, Angela? It was nice. There were holidays. <laughs> there were holidays. They were nice. Everyone got nice gifts normal stressful dumb stuff yeah. that everyone has yeah. and that's it but Family i got nice stress. gifts from my husband which is the most important yes because i told them specifically that if i didn't like my present i'd throw it back at him and he would have to give me new presents the most important thing wasn't her spending the time with the family it was her husband getting her the right gift i see that everyone in the family way too often to be yeah. like oh it's special like we see each other once a week so it's not like yeah I reeled myself back this year for Christmas and was really concerned that nobody was going to like any of their presents because I normally go above and beyond and like super crazy. Um, I'm but glad you didn't. Everybody loved their gifts yes. this year, um, which made me really, really happy. And I loved the gifts that I got yes. this year. Uh but uh, loved spending time with my family. Got to uh, did a lot of traveling. Got to see everybody. It was um, very quiet, very quick, and I'm glad it's fucking over. Anyways, let's get long with okay, these. Okay, yes. Mur- murder. Well, mine. Okay, so today I am going to talk to you about the 2003 European heat wave. Okay. So it's not a murder, but lots of people died. Um, and since we currently live in a continent uh, where the collective governments uh, have been working overtime to deny climate change and global warming, uh, except maybe not Mexico. I didn't really want to wrap Mexico into that because they might, though. I'm not really yeah, sure. And there's I'm, other North American countries, no, obviously, here, but there's so many. No, there's th- there's two. There's three countries in North America. There's like Guatemala, which is a country. Isn't that South America? I think that's North America. I'm pretty sure North America is just Mexico, There's the United a, States, I'm, and Canada. I, I'm pretty sure there's smaller ones. And technically, what's Cuba? Is Cuba? Cuba's a country itself, right? And Cuba's definitely part of North America. Okay, well, now I'm just a fucking idiot. And now I'm going to feel even more stupid because I'm going to start talking about science, too. So, all right, well, whatever. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Americas, uh, the Canadian... Not all of the Canadian government, but either way, we've got some fucking climate change deniers um, and people just keep dying uh, due to the effects of climate change. It's like the American government. Not all of the American government no, denies just, climate change. No, just no, enough just of them. Enough. Just enough people are money. working overtime to deny that it's happening. Because of money. Yes. It's always of, money. It's not money. It's not actually because you don't believe in climate change. It's for yeah. money. It's always fucking money. Because in order to agree that climate change is happening, you'd have to stop doing these other things. But that it, make you lots but of money. But like, those things make you lots of money. And a lot of... like, It's just... It's a money thing. But anyways. Uh, I'm going to be nerding it up just a little. Uh, and I'm going to go a little science-y. And uh, to, your, to our listeners, um, I apologize. I'm not very good at science. It wasn't something that I excelled at uh, when I was in school. But as an adult, I do get a little bit curious more uh, about science. Um, but there's just so much of it, and it gives me anxiety. And 
So I apologize if I get anything wrong, as I have already started to with the country story. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll just we're just gonna move on. Uh, let's begin. Uh, so global warming refers to the long-term warming of our planet. And according to NASA's website, uh, the average surface temperature has risen over 1.1, sorry, 1.15 degrees Celsius uh, since 1750. And it was basically like from 1750 to 1880, uh, the global temperature rose 0.15 degrees Celsius. And then from like the 1950s to like now, it's gone up one degree, which is a, it's a lot in a small, small period of time. Um, climate change, however, refers to the range of changes that is happening to our planet that includes, uh, which includes global warming, but also includes rising sea levels, shrinking mountain glaciers, ice melting in our Arctic regions at an accelerated rate. Uh, and the, our plants and flowers are blooming, um, in a different time. So the time is starting to shift as to when our plants are, um, blooming. I just said that, uh, which affects our wildlife and our insects and just life in general and sleeping patterns. Yeah. So because, uh, these changes are caused by warming, uh, global warming and climate change are often interchangeable, but they strictly refer to different things. And I just wanted to, just wanted to explain that to anybody that didn't know what climate change or global warming is. Climate isn't weather. Yeah. It's just like, it's, everything um so human activities are usually used as the main culprits um to be blamed for climate change uh but i just want to point out that our planet has gone through several extreme climate changes in the past we've had i think it's like at least five ice ages yeah which is global warming um our planet just naturally goes into these phases where it just it needs to heal itself and Humans weren't fucking tracking shit when it happened beforehand. Now we can. And I think so. that's what some climate change deniers, I think, have said mm-hmm. is that, well, this was always going to happen. So what's the point of me changing what I'm doing right now? Because it's going to happen. It's like, yeah, but it's not you can't deny that it's happening. Like, yeah, that's not denying that it's happening. Not, you're just like being like, helping. whatever. You're accelerating the situation. Yeah. For whatever reason. But whatever. You yeah. don't care. You don't care. Um, These so, people have children, by the way. Where do you think your children are going to grow up? Oh, my God. One of the saddest things that I had ever seen was um, this little, like, 10-year-old kid or something had written that um, he never got to see the dinosaurs, so he's not worried if he ever sees polar bears. And I was just like... Wow. That is... No, that's that's not how that's supposed to work. No. Like, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing. Yeah. like That is literally... Poor polar bears. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, the planet's extreme climate changes were caused by both internal and external factors, and so there's a lot at play. But realistically, humans should be doing everything that they fucking can to limit their contributions to global warming because we can't control what the volcanoes are doing. We can't control what the sun and solar waves are, like, spewing at our planet. We can't control um, the the tectonic plates and and how they're moving. We can't control that. But what we can control is how much fucking fossil fuels we're burning, how many holes we're punching into our ozone layer, um it's crazy to me because when i was younger i remember like a rock was modern life um yeah 
TV, like the like the episode where they talk about the ozone layer. They talk about how bad it is for you to kill it. And that was from so long ago. And now we're still acting like it's not a thing. Yeah. And I don't know how we went more backwards as we got more into the future. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't. Yeah. Because they're just like, whatever. Like, that's. It's too late. It's too inconvenient to change things now. And I also think it's like people like it's not what you do now isn't necessarily going to affect us now. Like maybe what we do now saves us a hundred thousand years. And like later on, people don't fucking care about a hundred thousand years from now. And you need to, we need to as a human species have a little bit more foresight. We live in the, the day and age where we have the ability to have as much foresight as we can because we have so much history to base everything off of plant more trees plant more trees london like i love london i love what london's doing with our million trees plant lots of trees when you die become a tree (laughs) are we gonna push that every episode (laughs) if when you die you should become a tree just be a tree my sister told me that i couldn't be buried in it because technically i'm catholic and you're as a catholic you're supposed to be oh what buried but i'm like i'm pretty sure Catholic cemeteries still have trees, so I can't be a tree yeah. there. If, if that's like Just the situation, I could still be a tree there. I could be an acorn tree. If you really need to have the plaque that says your name. Just get the little on plaque the tree. on the tree. Yeah. Like you can still get the little. You can even get a little hedge. bench next yeah. to the tree and people yeah. go sit next to you. Exactly. And I don't. And I'd then when that it. tree gets old, you cut down that tree, you plant a little sapling from that tree, and then you make the bench out of the tree. Yeah. And How then, great is that? And then you just, you just keep growing. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why more people don't just die and become <laughs> trees. This is my big problem with it. Yeah. I think it's uh, afraid of haunting. Let's but get out of the I graveyard. I don't care. Man, that's like. We did not record these episodes back to back. So that's talking about the graveyard and the tree stuff. Like that is, that is clearly just something that we like to think about. So the European heat wave of 2003 is thought to be the continent's warmest period of extreme heat since at least the 1500s. Uh, It is said to be caused by a large persistent area of high pressure that sat across most of Europe between July and August, um, which gave day to day, uh, day after day, sorry, of sunshine and warmth, uh, but no rain. So they ended up going through a drought, which allowed oh. the heat to continue to build. And as the drought carried on and the heat continued to get worse, uh, it just started getting like too, too much. Uh, and people started to die. Uh, some reports said that over 70,000 people died during this heat wave. How hot did it get in some places? Um, so the hottest that I saw that it got was 105 degrees Fahrenheit, which doesn't seem like a lot, but it's a lot to them because that's not something yeah. they're used to. Uh, but I will, I'll get to uh, most like, of it was it in the high thirties here, but we see it often yeah. enough that yeah, yeah, um, we're adjusted to it. But if that happened, I'm pretty sure in like what Quebec? What's what's really north from here? Yukon. If it happened in the Yukon, people there would die. Yeah, like if it happened in Nunavut yeah. or like Greenland or like, yeah, any fucking even northern Ontario. If it happened in North Bay, they'd be like, holy shit. If North Bay went like an entire week of over 40 degrees Celsius, they'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? And 
and I'll get and I'll get. I it. mean, we still feel that way here, but yeah. at least it's like. But we cooled down, and yes. there wasn't ever a there a wasn't cool down a, period. There wasn't yeah, I think that's the yeah. That's what it seems so, like. Um, so reports. So some reports said over seventy thousand people died during the heat wave. However, most of the articles that I read claimed between thirty to forty thousand. Uh, so I'm not really sure what the actual number is. Um, but it was a fucking lot of people. Too many people died. died. Mm. So. Many European countries experience their highest temperature on record, and it should be noted that Europe doesn't typically have very hot summers. So I think they average in the 10s to 20s, and then maybe on a bad day it might get up to the 30s, and this was averaging the high 30s, low 40s. Jesus. Um, That's some Vegas weather right there. That's real. That's desert weather. That's real bad. Which they're they're not used to. Their buildings are not built to support that kind of heat oh the buildings start melting there were some stuff actually did end up melting and it was like crazy like in Um, arizona when all those like mailboxes melted so i can't when people are when i see like videos of people out frying eggs on the dashboards of their car i'm like that's too fucking hot like you what are you i grew up with that but still awful. that is insane um so Europe doesn't typically have very hot summers, especially in the more northern areas. So a lot of deaths and issues that arose during the summer of 2003 was because people just didn't know what to do. Yeah. Uh, the extreme heat wasn't considered a major hazard. So there wasn't a plan put in place with the government. Um, and it would just like people didn't know. Uh, so since most nights in Europe... Uh, the temperatures go down and things cool off. Uh, their houses were built uh, with stone, concrete, or brick, and so that uh, it wouldn't warm up too much during the daytime when it's sun, but it would absorb enough sun and then it would just radiate the heat oh, at nighttime. No. Yeah. And like you would just have like, it's like a, a very baking s- in the oven. Yes, a very awful. stable uh, temperature. So, um, uh, air conditioners weren't necessary so houses built within the last like 30 40 years didn't or houses built before 30 years ago didn't have any air conditioner air conditioning units in them i mean we like, i grew up without an air conditioning and it, unit. yeah and yeah. it wasn't something that a lot of places had so there's just it's not at all like how i grew up where i had air conditioning um it was hot in the summer but then it would be cold as shit I- I, I live in LA where yeah. it definitely gets 110 <laughs> degrees sometimes and we didn't we didn't have air conditioning because my dad was like well you have a fan mm-hmm. yeah that's 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 what you get <laughs> yeah there's ice <laughs> get some ice well that like they couldn't even keep that no um and it was because like for 500 years they never had any issues their their exactly. temperature never really got all that high so like I mean you're not I thinking about yeah, it you're not thinking about it it's not a plan um, so when the heat wave hit, the temperatures were so hot during the day. And then at some points it would even get hotter at night. So they weren't ever getting that cooling down period. Yeah. And so the stone and the brick and what have you, that was building these, that they built these houses out of never had a chance to cool down. So these houses basically turned into tiny little stone pizza ovens. Yeah. That's what I called them. I was like, and so they were just, they just like cooked little people pizza. People, 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 
pizzas. Oh my god, I'm just going to cut that up. Pizzas. Pizzas. Yeah. Pizzas. And France was actually hit the hardest because they had eight straight days of temperatures over 100 degrees. And they never, it never dipped underneath or was never a cooling period, which that is fucking insane uh and like i mentioned before people didn't know how to react to the extreme heat they didn't know like what to do to fix that they didn't have fans available they didn't have air conditioning they wouldn't have that all that stuff in stores either because they would have sold out out everywhere it happens here every summer Mm -hmm. every summer yeah um so most of the people who died were the elderly who were living who were living by themselves and they were too mentally or physically impaired to make the necessary changes in order to avoid the heat and also most of the people died to dehydration because they weren't hydrating themselves enough to combat because they 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 just didn't know yeah you don't know you're supposed to be drinking like a liter more of water every day because you're sweating so much and this was the this was one of the times where the people who the more of the people that died weren't actually the weakest people because the elderly who were in old folks homes they had people that would take care of them so That's these were true. like elderly people who were living on their own they were probably established maybe they didn't have health issues they were just like you know they didn't need enough attention or they didn't require enough attention to require living at home but they still couldn't take care of themselves um so from july 22nd to august 22nd nearly 15,000 people in france alone died from the heat with more that which was more than 19 times the death toll of the sars epidemic worldwide and i remember the sars epidemic was a big deal yeah this was a one-month period in one city so many fucking people 15 people don't care because it doesn't affect them personally is really always the reason why well it was affecting everywhere but france got hit the hardest um this was compounded a lot more because it was in august and uh apparently over there august is where they a lot of people take their vacations apparently they a lot of companies will shut down in august so that their employees can take vacations it's just like august is vacation month and um People, so the government, a lot of government employees and medical practitioners were on vacation and then like people would just be out and then they would come home to find that their family members had died. Um, and bodies wouldn't, wouldn't be claimed, uh, for weeks because people were on vacation and then they'd come back and then, you know, they weren't talking to their parents or for whatever reason, um, yeah like it's not like i we talk to our parents when we go on vacation yeah yeah and then like you come back and uh, it was just that this all comes into play later on um so they had to set up refrigerated warehouses uh because undertakers and funeral homes were running out of space like that's like so many people were dying they didn't know what to do with the bodies um and then by september by the end of september 57 bodies had still remained unclaimed so they held a mass funeral and, and buried them in a little popper plot popper Pal- palper i didn't even i didn't even, I didn't even write I've the literally <laughs> never heard of this before so yes pot in a pot not a not a pot p-a-u-p popper it's like poor like a like a little oh like a popper like a yeah. prince in a popper yeah yeah um so as with every major death like event there was a lot of controversy over like who was to blame and realistically it was it was nature's to blame so yeah. like who do you really blame but the government blamed 
um, a whole bunch of stuff. So they recently had instituted a 35-hour work week down from the 39-hour work week. Uh, so it like limited how many people, uh, how many the times of which doctors could work. Uh, so they were blaming that that people were dying because the doc because they had changed. The, that's uh, not the reason yeah, at that, all. That, that's not the yeah. reason. Maybe one extra person could have been saved, or a couple extra people may have been able. to Well, be they saved. they like studies. Maybe. They did a couple of research, and they uh, had said like having more doctors wouldn't have helped anything. No. Um, because the doctors, the better time people died. It's yeah. hard to say whether or not more doctors would have had anything because it was just like, like it's it's fifteen thousand people. Like, yeah, you would have need to have hired like hundreds of doctors, like. Who were sitting next to the people yes. while they were dying yeah. to save them? And it, it wasn't it wasn't a doctor shortage. It it wasn't it was that they didn't know the people that didn't have somebody there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, so it's there's not no one to blame for yeah. it. It's just a really shitty situation. Uh, the government also blamed f- family practitioners that went on vacation in August. That's so stupid. Uh, but money companies traditionally closed in August, so people had no choice in to when they v- could vacation. Yeah. And it's just like, it's it's not like they knew the heat wave was going to come. Like, <laughs> the government sure shit didn't fucking yeah. know. Like, the government um, didn't fucking know. Then how the fuck is everyone else supposed to know? Yeah. So they blamed the family. Uh, then they also blamed the families, saying that it was their fault for leaving their elderly behind with nobody to care for them, uh, which apparently was a shared sentiment because lots of people were blaming family members of the people that died. And uh, some people were even blaming the family structure in France, uh, basically stating that, like, we don't love our old people anymore. We, as soon as we're done with them, we, like, ship them off and we don't, like, care about them and we don't go see them. We don't talk to them. And, like, families just aren't as close and tight as other European countries are which, which is probably true probably but then it doesn't mean that those people could have been like some people yeah, may not have been saved they're, regardless they're still they're not to blame there's still people who died even though they weren't old yeah so it's not a guaranteed yeah. thing either are you gonna sit there and watch your grandparents and make sure that they're not gonna harm themselves like that's yeah it was just like you know whenever everybody just needs i understand everybody needs something to blame but the families are not to blame Never. for the old for for the elderly dying like it's just yeah um so they claimed that the elderly didn't die from the heat wave that they died from isolation and insufficient assistance that's stupid uh and other people blame the government the governing administration uh especially the health minister jean-francois mate uh because he didn't even bother returning from his fucking vacation when the heat wave started getting worse so it's like he definitely should have And he should have put out a public notice announcement about what you should be doing during a heat wave. No, he was working to uh, limit the emergency measures at the public hospitals by recalling physicians. Oh, that's... Yeah, so they wanted to blame the physicians and then they wanted to blame the families on vacation while their fucking government was the one that wasn't even coming back and they were limiting the amount of doctors that was going to be there anyways. Yeah, like have they considered maybe it's the government officials who decided it was more important to do whatever the fuck they were doing instead of putting public notice announcements. It's not like they did everything possible. Yeah, like... And it's and it's or also trying like, to get more because, units available to the country as well, yes. getting more imported from China or wherever the yeah. fuck else. Like they did, and that was the thing they didn't know what to do. There wasn't a plan in place because yeah. like 
they have plans for terrorist attacks and for for other stuff like Not that. But like wave. a heat wave, yeah, because they haven't had anything in five hundred years. Mm-hmm. So I don't. It's it, no they one's the fault, ball. but it's fucked up that they're trying to blame someone else. Yes. So if they're gonna, they're going to yes. blame someone, they should blame themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, port. So some of the other countries that got affected by this uh, was Portugal. They estimated uh, eighteen hundred. Sorry, Portugal estimated. Uh, 1,866 to 2,039 people died to heat-related causes. August 1st was their hottest day. Um, and at dawn of that day, a freak storm developed in the southern region of the country. And over the next week, a hot, strong wind contributed to the spread of an extensive forest fire, which w- wiped out 5% of Portugal's countryside and 10% of all of their forests. And 18 people died uh due to the forest fires uh that was the only one that i sort of like forest fires were going crazy obviously because there wasn't any rain yeah and it was just destroying everything we um, just experienced that in la yep so canada like canada we north america just got got hit hard yeah. this year with forest fires like but then the fact that it cr- almost crept into like it basically crept into all the rich people's houses mm-hmm. which is why it's like yeah. care in the beginning but i mean affecting anyone's house regardless of how rich you are sucks yeah but i mean if if they would have wiped out a poor town they would have been like well they shouldn't have been so poor it's so rude um so the netherlands recorded uh 1500 heat related deaths mostly all elderly again uh spain initially only reported 141 deaths caused by the heat wave but the following year when they did a research study they found 12,963 people had died pretty big discrepancy yeah that is a huge discrepancy like where did they hide those 13,000 bodies like they just didn't count them maybe they're all like people maybe they're homeless people or really poor people our entire family dies so no one can account for the family dying because the entire family's dead yeah i don't it's just it's just so bad uh seven cities in spain broke the temperature records uh all in the high 80s and 40s uh italy lost between 1200 to 4200 people germany lost between 300 to 7000 people again mostly elderly uh their water levels dipped so low that they were unable to ship through the uh albion danube rivers um in the UK, the tarmac melted on part of the M25, which is an orbital motorway encircling most of Greater London, uh, between junctions 26 and 27, which caused the rails to buckle, and then two boys ended up drowning. So shit was melting. Like, the tarmac melted. I just can't. A uh, news article stated that more than 2,000 people died uh, then averagely in 2003 in the summer of 2003 and i don't know if that meant that like 2,000 people died due to the heat wave or if they were just like an extra 2,000 people died this year yeah in comparison uh, to the previous yeah, year like, yeah it really wasn't people were not like the numbers were so spread apart that it was like you could just tell that it wasn't tracked it just wasn't tracked very well um so aside from basically like 50,000 like old people dying, uh, they also had some effects on the crops, some good and some bad. Wheat was a huge issue uh, because the drought ag- agriculture took a huge loss. And while the UK, Italy and France only lost about 10 or 10 to 20 percent of their wheat production, other countries like the Ukraine lost 75 percent of their harvest and Moldova lost 80 percent of their harvest and the European Union as a whole lost uh, 10% estimating 
uh, $13.1 billion in losses of just wheat. Uh, The heat wave also contributed to changing the seasonal current of the central Mediterranean Sea, which affected the stocks of a lot of the fish species in that region. And they're still seeing the ramifications uh, from the rut from that. Uh, However, it wasn't all bad because the heat wave ended up making some really good wine. Uh, because apparently the higher heats dehydrated the grapes quicker, making for a more concentrated juice. And by mid-August, they had already hit their peak optimal sugar content for harvesting, uh, which was a month ahead of the schedule. So they made money back in wine for some places. Well, not really, because a lot of places weren't really equipped to harvest early. No, and so, that wine's wasted. Yeah, and it's also like... So not a lot of wine was made. Um, but the wine from that time that was made yeah. is fucking amazing. But apparently it's really good. It's exceptional quality. The alcoholic content is higher than like how they normally are because they like they fermented or I don't know. The sugars were just higher. Um, French vineyards ended up winning a whole bunch of awards for their for their oh, wine from 2003. Which, only 12,000 I mean, people died for yeah. your wine. Yeah, people... Only a few people had to die for that. Yeah. Um, and Hungary walked away with a whole bunch of medals uh, at the 2003 International Wine Contest. And yeah, that, that's it. That's my story. Woohoo! On, delicious wine. Uh, on the, uh, we should find a, a, two, like a ball of 2003 wine from France and then yeah. open it up. Now like pop and yeah, then we start should. drinking. We should, we should get a <laughs> bottle of 2003. Um, it's probably so super yeah. expensive now. Um, and nothing really like basically the 2003 european heat wave was like the kicking point of like hey bad shit happens with this climate change so like maybe they need to like do something about it which is why france is like really really big in the um in the climate Climate change change, yeah the paris climate change agreement and everything else i wonder if something like this happened in other countries that we just cared less about Probably. Um, well, this one was the worst heat wave. Okay. There have been other heat waves where people have died. There was one in 2004, 2005, 2006, 2008, 2013, and 2014. I looked them yes. up. Uh, but they weren't as bad as the 2003. The, they didn't have as much of a death count because this one happened. And this one killed so many fucking people. That people were more prepared yeah. this time. And so, like, they just, they had a better plan in place yeah. for the next one. Uh, they probably had a lot more bottled water. Because um, I, I remember the 2003 heat wave. I remember it was bad here. I didn't realize, like, fucking I didn't realize anything about Europe, dropping. but I remember it being bad when I was at home as well. But there's just sometimes where it's always bad. Yeah, because what, what's, like... Yeah, because 100 degrees isn't much no. to you. It, it, it still is. It still is oh, yeah. really bad. It's hot. It's just, it's something you do see in every summer. So you can mm-hmm. kind of, it's like when you see negative 30 here or negative, even, even negative 40 at this point, it's like, well, we see it. So it sucks, but we see it. Yeah. Yeah. If it gets over 15 degrees with me, it's too fucking hot. No. And it needs to cool the fuck down. No, I love it. I, I don't like it in vegas though because it feels like you're walking into an oven because it's it's like a a dry dry yeah like la is also dry but it's 43 and dry and it's fucking hot but i need it to be around like 28 degrees all times 32 if it's um like in a beach 
weather situation. That's why yeah. I like Mexico. They have really good yeah, weather. I don't, <laughs> I don't know, man. All right. So I'm going to jump to my story and we're going to Pakistan. Yay. And I'm going to butcher everyone's names That's because okay. I don't know how to say it. I know how to say the girl's name, but I don't know how to say her real name. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> Okay, so this is about Kandil Baloch, who was born March 1st, 1990, into a poor and underprivileged family in Dara Ghazi Khan, Pakistan, to father Muhammad Azim and mother Anwar Bibi. You don't have to remember names because I do mention their names again, but I will mention who Muhammad they are. and Bibi. Anwar. Her first <laughs> name is Anwar. Last name is Bibi. Okay. So, Muhammad and Anwar. Um, the region is known to be a very poor population ruled by rich landlords and politicians, like most places I feel like in the world mm-hmm. where it's a lot of really poor people and then there's a small population of very rich people who control everything. You can't have, there's never an area of like all poor people, is there? Like, there probably I mean, I'm, when you say an area, that's so fucking. Because there's like isolated islands that, yeah. you know. So. I, but there's still like some person, like there's always one person. There's a on chief, that. but yeah. I don't think they're rich. They just have yeah. more power. Yeah. But anyways, while that's Pakistan right. is already a pretty conservative country, mm-hmm. this region is even more conservative. Ooh, ultra conservative. Ultra, ultra conservative. She had six brothers and two sisters Not that conservative then. <laughs> That's super conservative. Not to use birth control is super conservative. Yeah. Was, <laughs> yeah. But they're having all of the sex, multiples. As long as you have sex during the nighttime and Ramadan, you can still have sex. And it is an acceptable really? thing to have sex. You can't have sex during Ramadan at the same time. You can't eat during the daylight times at Ramadan. But, you can only, but because sex is a natural thing that you need in life, you can have sex at nighttime. Ooh. Yes. Well, I sex, did India. Unfortunately, don't know that much about their religions there because I didn't grow up with it. Yeah. But I did like look up random things about mm-hmm. it. So well, that's because I ask random questions. That <laughs> and I was also curious. Yeah. But Condiel was high spirited, who loved climbing trees, and would say that she would not be covering herself up, which is a big deal because yes. Condiel is a woman, and women are not allowed to show anything ever what are they allowed to show just their eyes right basically where eyes. she lived do they also have to wear gloves over everything's their hands? covered yeah okay. and where she lived you never saw a woman on the streets they were Ooh. home Ooh. if they left they were completely covered it's a big really conservative yeah. where she lives particularly other parts of pakistan are not that conservative it's just where she grew up was sometimes i wonder like where the mindset of like what started that tradition of like women can't leave the house they always have to be covered i up. mean like I, every religion i could think of mm-hmm. have, has always downplayed women women are never yeah. important uh, women are always a subservient or always like the lower class human being and mm-hmm. almost every religion I could think of yeah and I just so, I don't understand so I think yeah. it's just like the key, I don't know I'm not really sure what Wonder it what is the, like, yeah but we're, women aren't people yeah women aren't people so in Shada Sadadin women are rarely seen and if they venture outside of their family compounds they have to cover up completely yeah in her youth she became interested in fame after getting a tv in their home and while her staunchly very conservative dad, conservative dad was against having one in their home, her mom stuck some money to one of her brothers who bought one for them. Aww. Yeah. She would watch it and say, one day 
I will act and sing too. I'll be like one of those city girls on TV shows. Which means like, yeah, it's just her area was super conservative. But in other parts of Pakistan, there are people who dress normally. Is this an acid in the face attack? No. Okay, good. <laughs> it's um not going to yeah. be good no, either way. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is a sad story. Acid in the face doesn't kill anyone, though. But I guess if she committed suicide, it would have still been a death. I mean, someone may have died from acid in the face. Usually it just disfigures them and they want to die. That's terrible. That's the worst part about acid attacks, I think. You don't die and you get to live with all this pain for the rest of your life. And the guy gets away with it. That's great. So in 2008, when she was 17 years old, she was put into a forced arranged marriage to Ashik Hussain and had one son with him. After a year, she left with his, her son to Darul Aman, saying that he was being abusive. Mm-hmm. He her, probably was. Yeah. Her son became sick, and she couldn't afford treatment, so she gave custody back to Ashik. Oh, no. She didn't go back, though. She just gave her son back to him. But mm-hmm. this is in her words. Yeah. She would later go on to say that, he never told my child I am his mother. It was a forced marriage. She claimed on a TV interview that their marriage was a love marriage. I still have the letters which she wrote with her blood. She wanted a car and bungalow from me. So Wait, what? Yeah, like he was so basically he, saying, so he's saying... So he was saying... That she loved him and yeah. it wasn't a forced marriage and he wasn't abusive. I and mean, she just left because she wanted more. Like saying that, oh, I have these love letters, so it was love. Like women write love letters. In blood. Yeah. <laughs> in blood that's that's next level if someone wrote me a letter in blood i'd be like okay let's go get married now put a baby in me ew anyways in december 2013 (laughs) condil tried out for pakistan idol where she was torn apart by judges for being generally bad Mm -hmm. but the audience took notice of her and she soon took off in social media it's because she was basically like you know before like they do like the audition they do like a taping of like her and she's like i'm gonna be famous i'm gonna be so pretty and i'm sexy and like you're supposed to that's how you fucking sell yourself so i get it Mm -hmm. um having discovered social media like the rest of pakistan she saw a platform she could excel in where she could reach a huge audience without worrying about pleasing TV establishments. Mm -hmm. She started to regularly appear on Pakistani TV shows to either perform songs or discuss her rising social media popularity. She had very popular catchphrases such as how I'm looking, which is how am I looking and I'm getting a headache in a funny and catchy tone. And you know, buying videos. Why why would I'm getting a headache? I think it's the way she said it. It was funny. And like, you've seen videos like that where it's not the context. It's just how they say it. She was beautiful and showed off a great deal of sexual energy that went against the grain of Pakistani culture. I imagine so. Yeah, she danced around in a bikini. You know, she wore one piece. You know, she was even, okay. She she was going all out. She twerked for the cameras. (gasps) filmed herself taking a bath but not naked but you know like in a bathtub with the bubbles and stuff and dancing in a bikini which that's not allowed yeah i'm actually i guess i'm a little shocked for how conservative they are that they would even allow that content to go into the internet yeah but i mean you we already know that there's certain countries that like super limit but you can't like you can't stop the internet when it's out there it's already out there yeah plus they would be able to limit what she like there's still liberals in pakistan it's just where she was originally from was super conservative because obviously they were super interested in her because they still interviewed her on tv and they talked to her all the time 
get those so, ratings so they can get the clicks. Yeah. It's not all about sex, though, as female fans found her charming and goofy, which is what you always hear about when you hear about, like, celebrities. Yeah. Like, She seemed to really speak to the youth of Pakistan who were also probably tired of being told to stay in your lane, listen to your parents, live this very conservative lifestyle. She went against that. And yeah, she also inspired thousands of young people, especially women who admired this simple girl's transformation into the country's biggest celebrities. Mm -hmm. And she was constantly trying new things to stay relevant in the spotlight. By 2014, she started to gain some ad revenue, paying her like they're, as they were paying her to plug their products on Facebook. Yeah, this helped pay for her increasingly expensive lifestyle. But there is speculation that she had been been doing something like maybe some escorting on the side by very male dominated media circles like that's you know you've so, heard okay yeah you've so, seen like fox news and stuff right where it's like well she's making money on the internet but oh uh, it's it can't be possibly be enough to be living that lifestyle yeah she's probably when having was sex this? with when was 2014 this? Oh, okay yeah because she was can't still back be. this was still back before like a lot of people started making yeah money but YouTube. she was making she was still making money and it doesn't it's not the living expenses yep. aren't as high as here. But as I don't think people realize how much money you can actually make off yeah. of YouTube. And especially when you're the only person doing basically this, Pac- doing it yeah. in, in, in a country in the country. And she probably was making a lot of money. She and, was. And uh, that's really sad that people were saying that she was an escort because. Um, but that's what that they do. ad revenue was just doing that that's what they do though yeah as as you've already seen in lots of media outlets Mm -hmm. they make speculations that lead to fucking murders or whatever else anyways this helped pay for yeah because okay um so condiel never formally confronted these rumors but had said that she deliberately focused on social media to avoid the sleaze of modeling Mm -hmm. she said i think you know what type of people are sitting in showbiz and how they misuse girls making indirect offers and asking to join them at parties yep. and she didn't want to be a part of that scene that's why she did youtube videos and facebook yeah. which that's why i don't think that she was an escort because no. she could have made money that way but she chose not to yeah and i don't think she needed to. she didn't need a sugar daddy no uh she was being her own sugar mama yeah and uh taking care of herself and by, good for her by 2015 she was um, named t- one of the 10 most Googled people in Pakistan. Good. And in wow, March of 2016, she promised a strip dance for her followers and dedicated it to cricketer Shahid Afridi of if Pakistan won the 2020 match against India on March 19, 2016. This was like, she did a lot of like, I'm going to do this, you know, like to stay relevant to news. Mm-hmm. And this was like one of the big ones that she did. She also... Did she uh, actually do the strip tease? Um, they lost. Oh, okay. But I mean, um, she also like begged some guy to marry her, like some politician who was like a little bit more liberal. But I mean, I feel like a lot of it was kind of stunts done yeah. to stay relevant. But I'm not going to blame her for that because that's what no. you do. Uh, because... That's her livelihood. Yeah. She released a teaser, but ultimately never released it as Pakistan lost. She was regularly compared to Kim Kardashian by international media. Of course she would. But local commentators stated that she was much more significant than Kim. Because uh, yeah. she went against the grain of normal society and lived life on her own terms. Because nobody peed on her on camera. But also because the way Kim acts is socially acceptable. Here. Here. And the way that she's acting 
Kandil's acting is not yeah, she's okay. Yeah, the grain. Yeah, it's just not no, okay in Pakistan. It's, it's totally she's different. She's not yeah. Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Uh, but I understand where they're coming from because she's just as popular in their country. Yeah, as, but I mean, just by saying that a dark-haired, beautiful woman who's popular, like, I, they were... Kim Kardashian, no. Yeah, but I guess it's also <laughs> like they're they're both utilizing yeah. social media pop platforms that keep relevant. I guess is the other thing. Yeah. But anyways, um, in June 2016, Kandil met with senior cleric Mullah Mufti Abdul Kavi, a religious senior clerk from Malton. They were previously connected in April 2016 during a televised live debate with each other. They weren't in the same room, but they were having like a debate about things. They like they kind of you know like when you put a celebrity who doesn't know that much mm-hmm. in debate. They loved yeah. having her for that in Pakistani news because they love making her look stupid. Yeah, it was like their favorite thing to do. Of course. Um. So, Mullah Mullah Kavi expressed a desire to meet Kandil in person the next time he was in Karachi. They met in a hotel room where Kandil took selfies with Mullah Kavi. In a short video shot by Kandil, Mullah Kavi was recorded saying that he was happy to have been visited by the model and hopes to offer her guidance on issues related to religion. I'll be guiding Kandil Balosh and I am hopeful she'll listen to me. The media lost their fucking mind on this. Why? And this meeting between a famous mullah and a n- notorious model. Because uh, okay, he's because, like yeah. the pope. Like, no, he's not the pope, but he's like a yeah. bishop or something. Yeah. Someone in a really high he, he's like, high position of power in a religious and here's section. The slut. And here's like the liberal girl, yeah. basically, right? Wow. So she's basically antichrist to them. Mm-hmm. So Kandil would later accuse Mullah Kavi of of sharing a soft drink and cigarette with her even though it was ramadan and you're not supposed to be doing any of that shit but like she she's kind of like yeah. she already proves she's, that she doesn't listen to yeah. those guidelines but he's supposed to because mm-hmm. he's a fucking religious leader yeah he, he's supposed to yeah she said that he is a blot on the name of islam who is he to claim to be a guardian of the faith Ooh, that- yeah Mullah That's... Kavi was let go from a prestigious moonsighting committee because of the short video. Because they couldn't, they didn't want to be associated with someone yeah. like him anymore. Because they were just like, there's too much media. You, this isn't the kind of stuff you should be ever getting yeah. yourself into. During their interview together, Kandil repeatedly alluded to the fact that they were both from Malton. Something she had kept secret from social media. Because didn't, she didn't really want people to know about her past personal yeah. life. Because... I understand that. Yeah, because she's curated a different one. Yeah, and she wants to be known for that new life that she's created for herself. Not because of her dad. So the press became obsessed with finding out the true Kandil and uncovered her true identity, Fazia Azim. Ooh, shit. Just not. This is where everything goes bad. Yeah, I can imagine. With her true identity exposed, her family became a target from the press and the conservative community lived in something Kandil had tried to avoid. Yeah. No one knew who Kandil Balosh was before Mullah Kavi scandal or before the Mullah Kavi scandal. When she was revealed, the people of the area started tormenting her brother. Your sister has violated our culture and religious norms. They told him he had to do something about it, said Safdar Shah, her parents' lawyers. Because obviously this story doesn't end well. Oh my God, does the... 
while not new to no. controversy, there was something about this particular time. There was something about like this particular time as she went to the Pakistani interior minister for police protection, basically mm-hmm. begging for police protection because she's like, this time it's different. This time it's really dangerous for me. Yeah, they're going after her family. And they did not respond. Of course they didn't. Prior to this, the family reconciliation did happen because she started to make money. So she's able to give her parents a better life. So Condil offered her parents a chance to escape Shah Sadar Din, renting a, them a home in Malton and paying their living expenses. Mm-hmm. And the BBC interview I watched what Hani Taha showed how proud her, her mother and father were of her and how the money that she bought, brought to them brought them a better life. And it's yeah. so, they're so cute. And they're just, it's so so sad like it's a 30 minute thing i saw on youtube and it was so good like it was so well done so i'm glad they were proud of her yeah because i was really worried that especially the dad well this is you're you're gonna get there oh no idol fatir i don't know if i'm saying that right i'm sorry if i'm not is the end of ramadan and that year it was july 5th but it changes every year because it's like a moon calendar which i get because we have the same thing was approaching, but Kandil decided to lay low for a bit, hoping to ride out the news cycle, which yeah. usually is how it works out. Yeah, I, yeah. She spoke to the Express Tribune, stating that she feared for her life and decided to move abroad with her parents after the Idol Fatir holiday as she felt unsafe in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. She decided at first not to join her parents in Malton, but changed her mind at the last moment because she thought maybe she'd be safer there. When she arrived in early July, she was for once fully concealed and seemed very frightened, asking her mom to keep the lights off in the house they were in because mm-hmm. she she was running from something. Yeah, she was getting threats. A few days after Kandil came to her parents' home, her brother Wasim turned up and threatened to kill her. They had previously had a great relationship with each other. What the fuck? Their mother, Anwar, offered Wasim money to return to Shah Sadadin. I'm never going to say that right, sorry. Only for Kandil to call and ask him to come back. She hoped to win back their relationship and promised to help him find a wife. Mm-hmm. So he does return and he doesn't seem angry anymore. Like he seems like that's cool. Like you're going to help me out now. So I guess like, you know, whatever. I guess I won't kill you. I won't kill you anymore. And he even prepared a sweet milk for everyone in the family to enjoy. Oh, I don't like this. On July 16th, 18 days after her true identity became public, Condiel will be found dead by her mother in the family home. And the guy who, like, releases her information, like, releases, fully releases, like, her passport and everything said that, like, you know, it's a job of a journalist to dig for the truth. But he said if he knew what was going to happen to her, he wouldn't have. But obviously you can't. And you, there's no way that you couldn't have foreseen this. You had an entire country. That was mad at her. That was mad at her. But money. Yeah, but you get the scoop first. No, yeah, I mean, yeah. I get it. Like, if it's not going to be you, it's going to be somebody else. Yeah. But, like, I'm but, very much on it. If someone is not using their real name, there's probably a fucking reason. And maybe you shouldn't be putting their real name into the news because the 
family members get affected. I yeah. always feel so bad but for people like, the don't family. think of that. And yeah. you see it all the time here and it's always, well if I don't do it, someone else will. Mm-hmm. So I might be the first. I might as well yeah, be the first you one have to do to be it. The first. Yeah. So Anwar, her mother said, When I woke up, I was sweating a lot. I stood up but my head was heavy and my vision blurry. I walked supported by the walls, calling Kandil to wake up for breakfast. I lifted the blanket from her face, but she was no more in this world. I was terrified. I screamed in horror. That was the mom? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Okay. I really hope that the brother just, like, poisoned the milk. Because if she died brutally, I, I'm going to be very upset. The next day, Wasim was arrested for her death. Okay. As it often happens and honor killings which is what he's gonna try to pull this off as wasim went in front of the news cameras like the live news cameras and said yes i killed her last night strangled her to death i am not ashamed of killing her she was doing videos on on facebook and dishonoring the family name and there was that cleric's issue our house was sieged by the media before it wasn't like that basically like i had to do it you weren't even the okay you know what you know what he probably was getting a lot of shit he was probably getting a lot of shit i don't understand it's not but like he says he's doing all this stuff dishonoring the family name and stuff it's like you didn't care she's been doing this for years you didn't care she did it before but now that your name is associated with her you knew it was her but now now it's connected to him and he can't possibly fucking deal yeah and he probably a situation where they were probably like you're gonna lose your job and like who knows though i don't even know if he had a job yeah and i don't i don't even i can't see it being a situation where like she supported the family too yeah so there's besides probably being getting some of that fucking money yeah he was for sure fuck this dude so it's to be noted that honor killings are almost always where a male member of the family will kill a female member of the family for something they perceive as wrongdoings. Fuck. Which could literally off. be the woman anything. looking at something or anything. So, okay. They call it an honor killing, though. Why, okay. But, like, why do they call it an honor killing? Because, because like, you're for killing honor someone of for your family. Your family name's you honor. You just dishonored your family by murdering someone. Is murder not a dishonorable act over there? It doesn't seem... It, I, it, or is it, it like situational? It's okay because, you know, biblically speaking... Because that's not murder? Yeah, biblically speaking, so, some murders are okay because you've off. seen that, right? Yeah. So then, it's like that. And from honor killings, what I read of, which is in here, but I actually know offhand, is that if the family of the victim forgives you... You are dissolved of that killing. I r- did they? Oh no! I'm about to get real fucking no, mad because okay, I can maybe see. I can't see the mom doing it. Maybe everyone but in the family maybe. has to agree. Oh, Not just one person. The entire family has to forgive him Ooh, for it. Everyone does. Okay. It turned out that Wasim had spiked the sweet milk with sleeping pills, and he had asphyxiated her while she was asleep. Like he pinched her yeah. mouth and nose closed. And that's how he killed her. And he couldn't even, like, he had a fucking week in her first. Like, she was probably, like... <sighs> and honor killings can be forgiven under blood money laws de- derived from Sharia, which is part of their religion. Yeah, Sharia's law. Yeah. And that's the same thing. If their victims, relatives forgive them, they're resolved the crime. Yeah. Muhammad, Kandil's father, said, My daughter was brave, and I will not forget or forgive her brutal murder. 
This murder showed a stark difference in cultural and political climates around the world, as most Western celebrities and political figures flooded Twitter with condemnation. Like yeah. Kim Kardashian, because she of was course, seen it, course. was just like, this is not okay. You can't just go fucking killing women for just whatever reason you yeah, want. because she made a Facebook video. But many people in Pakistan were more inclined to support her murder. Which, and there were comments on you basically being like, well, she deserved it. Okay, I don't think she deserved it. I really don't think that. I do think that there is a cultural shift. I really... I'm trying, like, I live in the Western civilization, so, like, so we're I don't obviously understand. on the side of she shouldn't have fucking died yeah, or have been murdered. Plus, we're women, so yeah, she shouldn't have been murdered or killed, especially from her brother. Like, yeah, so no. Pakistani filmmaker Sharmin Obaid Chini, which I'm, I'm gonna say all these names wrong, I'm really sorry, would say, I really feel that no woman is safe in this country until we start making examples of people until we start sending men who kill women to jail unless we literally say there's no more killings and those who date like who do it will spend the rest of their lives behind bars yep there's not a single day where you don't pick up a paper and see a woman who has has been killed like there has Everyone Never. dies. Like even you, you, you still can't. Yeah, and this is an epidemic. Yeah, this of course doesn't mean that she didn't have a fair share of assholes waited to for her death to tarnish her name further. Yeah, like let's go back to that cleric guy Mullah Kavi who couldn't fucking wait until her body was fucking all the way cold to just start slandering her because. Well, yeah, because like now she's dead, and now but, he can. Oh, you're gonna when when I say uh, this, you're gonna no. be mad. So he insisted that he's a liberal who supports reforms of honor killings, but suggested that her murder was a sign of God's displeasure and a message to others. Basically being like, she is an example of what happens if you go against religion and the ways that we live our life. And I've watched her videos. You know what? She's they pretty. They fucking do that. Men, sir, people in power do that all of the time. Yeah. All of the time. Like. So, and then it oh goes further. Gosh. She made fun of Imran Khan, Shahid Afridi, and the Pakistan critic, cricket team, and no one said anything. But when you insult a scholar like himself, you see the reaction. Condil says she had 700,000 followers, but when she died, hardly a hundred people attended her funeral prayer. This is because people respect muftis, like scholars like himself, and she disrespected me. And that's the reason why she had to die, because she disrespected him. Yes, that's what he fucking said. Oh my God, I just... It's also to be noted that Mullah Kavi is kind of a creepy guy, which you should already know by now. Yeah, I figured as much. And when the BBC reporter Hani Taha interviewed him, she said off camera, as he explained what her name means, he got really close to her face and then like touched her face with both of his hands, like, like booped it. And she should, like told the police about it later because she, yeah, it was super weird. That is real. That's and that is a power play. Yeah, and she's even mentioned how fucking creepy that was, like in the interview as well. And she's just like, it's he's weird. He's a weird guy, and he's super creepy. 
don't worry though he's doing really well right now mula kavi has been nominated in condil's murder case and is being investigated by the police in malton but as of today he is free and one source because there isn't a ton of sources available because it's in pakistan has him appointed as an advisor for religious affairs by the current prime minister of pakistan imran khan because it doesn't matter what you do well i'm trying to figure out why he's involved with the murder because there is speculation that maybe he is the reason why like maybe he pushed the brother to do it probably i mean it's sort of looking like that power goes someone of like that low self-esteem or that low i guess position in life they'll listen to them if the pope comes to a normal catholic person and says you know your say your soul will be saved there's lots of people who kill the other person to get their soul saved because so, the pope told them yeah so he like because he was getting sort of like shunned because he because of that video right yeah because it was kind of like why did you even meet her that's kind of like you met her in a hotel room yeah so you know? he's got like some seer like little dick syndrome where like they shunned him and then she died and now he's just gonna fucking be like and you ruined my life, my life and, and yeah and now he's yeah. potentially an advisor for religious affairs for the prime minister there well of course because you know but it's like it wasn't it was only confirmed by Ugh. one article i don't know if it's true everywhere else it's yeah i don't speak the language i can't yeah, but read it still i mean yeah. bad so, people get rewarded like for bad it happens all the fucking time especially especially in like religious areas religious very religious areas yeah. so in may 2018 sanan maher wrote a book about Kandil's story called the sensational life and death of Kandil balosh and Muhammad and Anwar, her parents, were thrown back into poverty after Kandil's death as they mm. couldn't afford their home in Moulton anymore. Then they moved back to a compound in Shah Sadar Din, which is where they're originally from, with 25 members of their extended family. Mm. Anwar carries around a hairband, mascara, liner, and phone charger to remember her daughter. Oh and God, like it was it, i watched saddest. that in the documentary and she pulls it out and you just want to cry that's so that's all she has left yeah just to remember they they pointed out during the documentary the bed that she died on because it was yeah like for some reason the bed that like it, it was probably, like a whole yeah. thing but yeah. yeah muhammad went on to say about wasim i cannot forgive him i want him to be shot dead in front of me so the likelihood of him getting caught for honor killings are very unlikely and there have been some reforms done after this because like a lot of people protested like yeah there was obviously people on both sides in the situation but enough people protested that something was done so it'll be harder for him to be forgiven for honor killing but it doesn't mean that if well, his parents sound- don't come around then he potentially could still get let go but his parents are still fucking mad because yeah yeah saying that he was never ashamed of Kandil's social media presence of actions her father said she was a brave girl and it was her bravery that made her famous if she had not taken risks she would not have become famous exactly and that's it's true her story Kandil balosha's story that is she wasn't even like like she was very pretty obviously and like she wasn't especially sexualized but i assume it is in comparison like she's it is you're going she probably was there because there wasn't anything else like her no so it's like 
yeah, the men are going to be over-sexualized because now they've got a Pakistani woman who's in a bathtub and in a bikini and they can like see her skin. They can see her skin, her boobs, her cleavage. Yeah, like and just you know, her, her, her body. Form. You can her see her, her form, entire like, body form and be curves, like, whoa, like, yeah. So yeah, she probably was over-sexualized, but not necessarily that she was being, like I'm sure she was being a little sexual or like, but like that's her fucking right. Yeah. And like And it was that, sad. I, I wish there was more information on like the brother on like why he did it. Like the if he was being pressured from like I, it like, sounded like because pressure. he was getting harassed a lot by the neighbors who realized that he's her brother and was yeah. like, How come you didn't do anything about it? So I think that he was a weak-minded person oh, for sure. who is easily swayed by other people's opinions, which happens a lot, and easily could see why that has happened because something like that. And it was really sad because right after her identity came out and they found out that she had a son and they were kind of trying to, like, shame her for leaving her son behind, she was saying that, like, she really wanted to see if she can get her son back, but that's when all that stuff about, like, her back to her, you know, her previous husband hadn't even told her son that she was his mom. And so, like, you know, that's yeah, that's she had really... a full life to live and she was very young. And yeah. it's it's so much sadder, I think, when a young life is taken before for, they can do more for the for this reason. Yeah, for this reason. And like for me, it's almost worse that it was her brother and not like a random person like if it was just like an angry person on the street i'd be like well you're just an angry piece of shit this was her brother who she got along with until her identity was released but it's like but you knew who she was before yeah and like you drugged your parents you drugged everyone in the family planned it yeah you it's murder because it's it's premeditated for sure it sucks so much because like she invited him back like she really she wanted she really loved him yeah she really wanted to make everything better yeah and her brother was just like basically like well you know my life is a little harder now because of her yeah which jesus i mean could just wait out the news cycle it would have gone everything would have gone over people have killed for less like it's it's not it's, it's just it's so it's upsetting and it's sad because it's it's waste it's wasted she her life was it's wasteful i just that is not what i was expecting and fuck that like monk guy the the cleric guy the cleric the mullah guy uh wouldn't be surprised if like he tried to rape her and like she turned him down but then i'm surprised that she wouldn't have mentioned it but i guess she would have gotten even more backlash if she even mentioned him putting his hands on her yeah maybe it wasn't something that she wanted to do like it was probably a situation where it was like you know what i never want to see you again because uh, women out. do that all the fucking yeah. time like they don't want to they don't want to deal with it anymore yeah. but they want to know my sources because for once i actually wrote it down awesome. um the guardian and wikipedia obviously and bbc from the reporter hani taha who did the beautiful documentary 30 minute documentary about her life which was so sad and then i actually watched like the pakistani idol like clip where she did it and i don't speak the language i have no idea what the judges are saying but from the comments it sounds like they were being really rude to her mm-hmm. and um i watched like the music video that she was um invited to do with some other rapper guy and stuff and yeah. she was like in basically a bodysuit dancing 
Yeah, which I mean to us is probably like nothing because yeah. we grew up watching fucking Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera, and I'm just picturing Britney Spears and like that nude bodysuit with yeah. the crystals on it, and just being like, yeah, that's what I grew up watching. Like, and like it just was just like holy fuck, yeah. But yeah. Which I understand, like for her to do it, it would be like a whole nother level because they're used to like the big black garments i don't know what and a lot of people apparently it was one of those things where people loved um trolling her and like kind of saying mean things to her because it was just like what we do what makes you think you're so pretty or what makes you think you're so special and blah 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 like all because everyone just wants to tear down somebody else yeah it's not even like just women it's they want to they want to hate internet everyone don't read the comments yeah ever well that's it for this episode Thanks for listening. Email us any interesting stories at people keep dying at gmail.com. Like and review us, all the stuff that you do. Yeah, we super appreciate it. It would mean a lot to us uh, if you guys would do that. Um, we look forward to uh, seeing, seeing you guys next week. See you uh, next week. Talking you guys- to you next week. Yes, we talking look for- at you. Next we look week. forward to talking at you next week. And. Um, Wow, I hate ending these. No, it's you always say, and I hope you're not dead next week. Bye. <laughs> and I hope you're not dead. <laughs> I hope you're not dead next week or you're not in prison. Yes. Bye. Bye.